بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والآكبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إقرارا به وتوحيدا وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أما بعد حياكم الله إخوة في الله الحمد لله وبرد الله عز وجل blesses his gathering, guides my tongue to be able to translate the words of the ulama in that which is correct and inshallah to clarify some points that many are confused regarding today's age that we are living in. Alhamdulillah it's probably kafaya for what our brothers have already put forth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our brothers that have been speaking in the conference and preserve them and put on their scales of good deeds and also for those brothers and sisters that have come together alhamdulillah to make this conference happen so may Allah reward all of them immensely what I wish to talk about Ikhwa is something that's extremely important for myself and for my brothers and for my sisters that are listening that I want you inshallah to write understand and then write down the points that are going to be mentioned because indeed our religion is being attacked. This methodology of the Salaf is likewise being attacked. And it's upon us that have been given some little bit of knowledge. And those others who are more knowledgeable than us is to defend the Sunnah of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the point that I wish to discuss today is regarding the ulama, the scholars, their importance and their role that they have in our deen and how it is a fundamental principle it is from the asal that we take our affairs back to the scholars to the kibar al-ulama and this is something that not is invented by ourselves I want to be in the small time that I have to show you that this is from the methodology of wahi that revelation came down, has commanded us with this. And it was the way of the messenger, and it was the way of his companions. Taking their affairs back to those more knowledgeable. Taking their affairs back to who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appointed. So inshallah, we'll start off first and foremost, and what a, a tremendous statement to start off with. Hilal ibn Khabbab, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, Qultu li Sa'id ibn Jubair. That I said to um, Sa'id ibn Jubair, nas. What are the signs of the destruction of mankind? What is the alama? What is the sign that mankind will fall into destruction? And then he said, That when their scholars go, and here the ulama say the scholars go either by death or either them being abandoned. So inshallah, what a statement to start off with, to show you that we have to follow the way of what gave those before us success, because that's what's going to give us success. And this thing of taking back your affairs to those more knowledgeable, wallahi, it's so important. It is what gave the companions success and those who followed them in good. And likewise, it will give us success. And inshallah, through this lecture, I will show you that well, number one, 
it is the manhaj of wahi of revelation and i'll also show you as well the evil and the consequences that comes from abandoning the scholars Allah mentions in the book that asks the people of virtues if you do not know. The people of virtues here meaning the people of ilm. It is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is applicable for all times. And there will always, alhamdulillah, be people of khair and ahl dhikr upon the earth. So taking it back to Ahl al-Ilm is Manaj al-Haqq, Manhaj al-Wahi, Manaj al-Rasul wa Ashabuhu Ridwan Allah Ta'ala alayhi. And I'll give you now proofs of this Qa'idah, of taking it back. We have, a, we have a, an eye which is clear cut. Then we have the story of Musa and Khidr. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentions that an individual from Bani Israel, he came to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and asked him, is there anyone more knowledgeable than you? And Musa والسلام, said, La, no. Speaking from the knowledge that he had, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to go to Khidr, to seek knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Qala Musa, He went to Khidr, and then he said to him, May I follow you? May I be with you? May I be your sahib? So I can learn from that which you was taught. Al-Khatib al-Baghdadi rahimullah ta'ala, he says, he uses this, that this is from the first rihlat for talib al-ilm, to go and seek knowledge. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam went to another individual that was taught by Allah azza wa jal, that had had ilm that he did not have. But what is the shahid for us? The shahid is that we go back to those who are more knowledgeable than us. Likewise, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught this manhaj to his companions to return back to the, the most knowledgeable of them. The story of Abu Musa al-Ashari, that hadith, of when the halaqat was taking place in the masjid of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam now you've heard this but look at the wording and how we refute those who are belittling our scholars today those who feel that knowing a little bit of arabic a few principles they may have learned will suffice and we don't need the ulama what wallahi this is an evil call look at this story Abu Musa al-Ashari saw individuals in the Prophet sallallahu masjid gathering in circles, doing dhikr in a way which is opposing the way of the messenger sallallahu So upon seeing this, it looked like dhikr. The wording of dhikr was utilized, so this caused him confusion. Something which is from the haq by way of what was being said, but the tariqah was different. So it was a fine line, just as we see today. Fine line. Ayat being quoted, a hadith being quoted, principles being quoted, which kind of resembles the truth. So look at the methodology. So upon 
when Abu Musa saw this, he went back to somebody at that time which was more knowledgeable than him. Who to? To Ibn Mus'ud. This is in itself is a shahid that you turn your back, you turn your affairs back to Ahl al-Ilm. So then he went and he said, Ya Abu Abdul Rahman, in ra'itu fil masjid anifan amran ankartu walam ara illa khaira. He said, I saw an affair, a particular thing in the masjid. I disliked it and I made inkar of it, but in actuality I saw it to be good khair. Meaning because they were doing dhikr and using the same wording. So when he explained what they were doing, Ibn Abbas said to him, فَمَاذَا قُلْتْ لَهُمْ What did you say to them? And this is the jawab in gold. This is where we take the methodology of taking it back to Ahlul Ilm. He said, مَا قُلْتْ لَهُمْ شَيْئًا I said nothing to them. Why? انتظار رأيك وفي الرواية أمرك I was waiting for you, for your opinion, or for your amr, or what you will say regarding this. That in itself is a proof that we take our affairs back to Ahlul Ilm. Something may resemble, or you may think that you know what's going on because it resembles the truth, but then we take our affairs back to Ahlul Ilm. And alhamdulillah, you know from there what took place. When he came and he asked them what is taking place, they said that we are doing dhikr of Allah Azza wa Jal. And look at what he said. Likewise, principles in our manhaj. He said to him, Wayhakum, Ya Ummata Muhammadin, Ma Asra Halakatikum. He said, Woe be to you, O people of Muhammad. The Ummah of Muhammad, how quick you are falling into destruction. Look what he defined as destruction. He defined opposing the way of more knowledgeable, opposing the way of wahi. He, is, he referred to that as destruction. And then look at this here. I've even outlined the following so you know. He said, The companions of the Prophet Muhammad are plentiful around you, meaning those more knowledgeable than, than you. If you are having shak with what is resembling the truth, then you have these companions, Ahlul Ilm, around you they are plentiful. What did he mean by that? Taking your affairs back to the people of knowledge. And then they said that we only intended good. And then he said, how many people intend good, but then do not gather what they want, or do not reach that goal. So Alhamdulillah, that is a story number one, to show Alhamdulillah that this is the methodology of the companions, the methodology of the Salaf, that taking, when there's confusion, that we don't take it upon ourselves to give fatwa to the people. We don't take it upon ourselves to be the ones that will be the return point. La. As it was in the example of the companions. I'll give you, inshallah, another example of when there was confusion, when there was fitting amongst the companions, or at the time of the companions. And then the way and the solution of solving that problem was going back to Ahlul Ilm. And this is why we say, what suffice them will suffice us. And every now and then, alhamdulillah, we need these genocide to remind myself and my brothers and my sisters of what is the truth. 
the story of the Khawarij when they drew arms against Ali ibn Abi Talib and his army, the Sahaba. Ali ibn Abi Talib sent Ibn Abbas to them to go and explain to them that what you're upon, that what you think to be the truth, and what you're fighting for to seem the truth, as we see today, individuals claiming, swearing by Allah, claiming what they're upon is the truth. Then we say, khalas, bainana wa bainakum kutub as-salaf. Between us and you are the books of the salaf. I'm not better than you and you're not better than me. But what will be the deciding factor between us is the book of the salaf. Quran wa sunnah, ala fahma salaf wa salih. So our disputes that we're having now, we'll take it back to, alhamdulillah, the kutub of the salaf, and let that be a decider. So Ibn Abbas, when he went, listen to what he said. He said to him, he said to the Khawari, the ones that he was addressing, Ataytukum min indi sahabatun nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I have come to you from the companions of the Messenger of Allah. Look at a muqaddimah that he gave. Letting him them know that look, they are individuals that are more knowledgeable than you. They are individuals that was with the Messenger of Allah. They are individuals that are far more knowledgeable. They had that makana, that station. Amongst them is Ahlul Ilm Al Kibar. So he let them know that where I'm coming from, I'm coming to explain you the truth. And I'm coming from the companions of the messenger. And then he explained to them, Min al Muhajireen. He said, From the Muhajireen. And from the Ansar. Why did he mention that? Because Allah Azawajal mentions in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, in Surah Tawbah, and the first and foremost ones to embrace Islam from those that migrated and from the Ansar, the helpers that was in Medina, and those who followed them in good. So, number one, Allah mentions them in reference by name. Number two, Allah Azawajal says that they, those who follow them, which shows that what they are upon should be followed. And whoever follows that way in good. And Allah Azawajal then gives tazkiyah radiyallahu anhum. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah Azawajal. So look at the fiqh of Ibn Abbas when he approached a people that claimed to be what? Upon the truth. They swore by Allah what they were upon was haq. And they even drew their arms to fight in that path which they believe and perceive to be the truth. And Ibn Abbas was saying to them that no, the problem here is, and the solution here is going back to who Allah gave Tazkiyah. And then listen to what he said there on after. So after saying that I come from the, I come from the companions of the Sahaba, he mentioned Muhajiru. He mentioned Ansar as he was mentioned in the verse. And then he says, Min Ibn Am. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referring to as Ali and we don't, this is not a time to give you all of the fawail of Ali but I'll just give you one that when there was a ma'rika that was about to take place the companions they gathered at night and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the ra'iyah will be given to a person ghadan alladhi yuhibbu allaha wa rasooluh wallahu yuhibbuhu wa rasooluh yuhibbuh tazkiyah that the Messiah said that the banner and the flag will be given tomorrow to a man that loves Allah and loves the Messenger of Allah and Allah loves him 
and the messenger loves him. And all of the companions are gathered in the morning, wanting to know who this was. And in the morning when they were all gathered around sitting after Fajr, looking to the Messenger and the Messenger of Allah said, Aina Ali ibn Abi Talib. Where is Ali? Meaning that he was the one giving tazkiyah from the Messenger of Allah, that he is in Jannah, that he is a person that Allah loves, that I love, and he is sincere in his love for them. So this is why Ibn Abbas reminded them that I come to you also from Ali ibn Abi Talib, Ibn Amr Rasulillah, to show them that look, these are proofs that they are upon the haqq, so they may come back. And then he said, I have come to tell you what they are saying. Meaning their kalam is haqq. And I'm, and I'm relaying that to you. And then he went on further to even explain to them, to show you the clarity. Upon them came down the Quran. Meaning when there was with the messenger of Allah, revelation came down. And they are more knowledgeable regarding the revelation and the intent of the revelation than you. And if you rewire, and in a narration it mentions the interpretation of the Quran, it's tafsir. They are more knowledgeable than you. Why did he say this? Because they were utilizing the kalam of Allah to justify their batin. They were using the kalam of Allah to show that Ali ibn Abi Talib and his companions that was with him were wrong. But it seemed for them fair seeming. Shaitan made his fair seeming to them because they were quoting verses. But their faham was wrong. Their methodology in utilizing that was wrong. And Ibn Abbas was explaining that to them. That in this affair, you need to go back to Ahlul Ilm. And many came back and many stayed. And you all know the fitna that took place. They fought against the Khalifa of Islam at that time and even assassinated and killed him due to the warped faham. But to them it seemed correct. But what was the mistake they made? And this should be written down so you all understand. So you can defend when tomorrow somebody comes to you and belittles the scholars and Ahlul Ilm. What was the shahid? The shahid was they left Ahlul Ilm. They left going back to Ahlul Ilm. Likewise, the Salaf, Siru al al Manhaj. The Salaf that came after them, they followed them in this methodology of taking the Ilm back to Ahlul Ilm al Kibar. Ahmed bin Hanbal, I'll give you a narration now. Ahmed bin Hanbal, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, that Shafi, Shafi said to us, Imam Shafi, he said, Antum a'lamu bil hadith minni. You are more knowledgeable in regarding hadith than myself. That if you know a hadith to be authentic and it's a sahih, then tell us, explain to us, let us know. So that we may take this knowledge and act upon this ahadith. Who is saying this? Imam Shafi'i. I don't think there's anyone on the Ard, Aliyom, Ala Manzilat Shafi'i. And look how Imam Shafi'i recognized the fact that they are more knowledgeable than him. Recognize the fact that he needs to go back to Ahl al Some more narrations. And this pretty much sums up the whole. 
topic that I want to discuss about. This here, an Abi Kilaba, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, Al Ulama'u Kamithli Najum, Alati Yuhtida Biha. He said, The scholars, the example of the scholars, are like the stars. Just as the stars are utilized and they are people are guided by way of the stars, by way of their traveling and their direction, he said that the scholars are the same example. And then he went on to mention that the scholars likewise, their example is what? A'lam. They are like signposts. Just as mankind, when they are traveling and they see these uh, signposts directing people to the right direction, these are the examples of the ulama. They direct people in the right direction. And then listen to what he said. What he said. So if these signposts and these signs are no longer present, then what, what, what happens? People become confused. There is confusion. If you was now, Alhamdulillah, we have sat-navs now. But um, going back, when I was learning how to drive and just starting, going back a few years, there was no sat-nav. So we, you, we relied heavily on the signposts. If you was to have no signposts or turn them around or their absence, what, what would be the state? There would be confusion. This is what the Salaf have said regarding the ulama. They are like signposts that give people direction. You take that away, you take the ulama away, there is confusion. And if they are abandoned, then the people will be misguided. So just like as these signs are abandoned, you will fall and you'll be misguided. Likewise, the ulama. What are statement of gold? So alhamdulillah, we fight to uphold the manage of the salaf. And this methodology of the Salaf, all of the principles that are mentioned, is upon us to learn them, understand them, spread them, and defend them when it is being attacked. When individuals come with, with a lisan which is hul, with, with, a, with a tongue which may sound sweet, but in essence, really, it is batil and dalal. Now we'll mention the idhnillah. The importance, some narrations regarding the ulama. And alhamdulillah, what we are trying to do here is just bring kalam of Allah, a hadith of the messenger, and aqwal of the salaf. No one can argue with that if you are truthful. If you're an individual that claims to be upon the haqq, you will not argue and reject the kalam of the salaf. Abu Kilaba likewise, similar, he said, the example of the ulama upon the earth is like the example of the stars in the sky whoever leaves it will be misguided and if they are absent then the people will become once again confused in a state of confusion Al-Hasan al-Basri Rahimullah Ta'ala, he says, and listen to this kalam, 
just to show you that this going back to the ulama is of old as we have established from Quran right from the way of the Salaf till this time now to our ulama the one the Rabbaniyun the one that upon the Haq the people of the Sunnah are still calling to this but it is these Sigar Majaheel that are trying to come and take our youth away from that methodology that gave salvation to old and gave salvation in our time now they are calling to something of abandoning the scholars and we'll mention why they are doing this what is their cost but we'll mention this after but we'll continue with some of the narrations al-hassan al-basri he says that if it was not for the scholars then Mankind and the people, they will just become like cattle, like animals, cattle. Not knowing, state of confusion. This is the example that what happens when you abandon the scholars. And it is ajeeb, wallahi ajeeb, that you have some today that belittle the kalam of the scholars. Once again, Al-Hassan al-Basri explains why it is important. From all the other things that we have mentioned, listen to the wajj he brings. Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, That when this fitna comes, and when this fitna first starts, All of the scholars, they know it. It is the scholars that can detect and see that this is becoming a fitna. This is a problem. And when the fitna is finishing, the tail end of the fitna, and it is coming to an end, that is when the ignorant one then knows about the fitna. And wallahi, wallahi, I speak from the limited experience that I have. Those that were before us from our ulama can tell you this. But just in my time, from in Medina, and coming back here, alhamdulillah, all the different fitan that we have seen, wallah, it's the same. That Ahl al-Ilm, they see the fitna way before. They are things, wallahi, that we have sat with our ulama, with Shaykh Rabi, with Shaykh Ubay. They have mentioned things in the jalsa that we have with them about certain individuals or certain things which they've seen. We say, naqsha, we fear for such and such from the tasarrafat and they need to be advised before it comes out to the general masses. But it's ajeeb and you'll see that it's time and time again when a fitna comes, those individuals that put their ra'i first, those individuals that are confident with themselves, those who have that shubha, it's them all the time. They start to speak. They say that no, it's not like this. That you'll find that they are the ones that are always dwelling in kalam but not really knowing what is taking place. If only they went back to the ulama. Just as he mentions here, Al-Hasan al-Basri, that the ulama see way before the army. The ulama, those who granted in knowledge, see way before the army and the one in little knowledge. So this is why we say, Fasbiru, be patient. Don't be somebody who, alhamdulillah, reads a small translated article or sees something in WhatsApp and then khalas, he is the one that's coming to defending and to speak about it. Yet you don't even know what's happening. It can't possibly be. Be humble. It can't possibly be that it's some ilm that has not reached you. It can't possibly be 
that the one that has been teaching, that the one that is known from Ahlul Ilm for years of defender of the Sunnah, the one that clarifies, it may be that he knows something that you don't know. So take time, reflect on these afar. For indeed, this is what gave the old salvation. Also, regarding Ahl Ilm and what they give, it is the way how the Messenger gave their Ilm to his Sahaba. They took from him and they sat with him and they narrated from him and they took and adapted the akhlaq and the mannerisms and how to deal with circum certain circumstances. That's what happens when you sit with Ahl Ilm. You learn. And you know when to speak and you know when to be quiet. You know how to deal with certain things, just as the companions did. How many narrations do we have of the companions saying that the Messenger would do such and such? Indeed, we heard the Messenger do this. Indeed, we saw the Messenger do such and such in this situation. So they implemented that and took and followed him in that. Al Imam Zuhri, Rahimallah Ta'ala, he mentions, Kunna na'ti al-alim. He said that we used to come to Ahl al-Ilm. Imam Zuhri, he's saying this. So we would come to an alim. And what we learned from him, by way of his etiquettes, his adab, his mannerisms, how to deal with situations, how to speak, when to be quiet, all of this, all these etiquettes of adab, he said was more beloved to us than the actual ilm that we were taking. You'd probably be a bit confused. How can that be more? Ahl al-ilm say that this adab and this learning from Ahl al-ilm is likewise ilm. And that you can't just learn from books. And only the ones that have sat with Ahl al-ilm can really appreciate what has been said here. Abu Ja'far Muhammad ibn Ali, rahimahullah ta'ala, look at the statement that he says. Wallahi, law mawtu alimin ahabba ila iblis he said that by Allah, the death of one scholar is more beloved to Iblis than 70 staunch worshippers because of what that alim gives. Even the shaitan hates the alim. The Messenger has clarified the fadl of an alim over a worshipper. And that is something which the shaitan dislikes because the alim clarifies. When the people are in confusion, they clarify. So look at the importance. Now, I want to talk about a fitting which is widespread now, which you are hearing. I want to come across this narration. I was like, La ilaha illallah. It's as if for those, the salaf, they write about our problems. Or they wrote, shall I say, about our problems that we are facing today. One of the fitting that we are facing today, which they justify of why we shouldn't go back to Ahl Ilm, especially the kibar of our time. From them, our Sheikh, Sheikh Rabi, Sheikh Hana, Sheikh Rabi, Hafizullah Ta'ala. One of the dogma which they're saying regarding him is that his individual that has become old in age. Or, Gatana to Sur. That the companions that he has around him are not good companions. They are evil companions. 
And now what they are saying is that their evil, this suhbah, has had an effect on him. Has had an effect on his judgment. And due to this now, therefore, a man that has... And yes, the heart can change, but we haven't seen anything to necessitate that he has opposed the usul of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Yes, we know that a person's state can change, but when it changes, it's refuted with Adillah. We don't know anything of him that he has opposed the usul of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, or he's erred, or he's made mukhalafa of the Kitab and the Sunnah. So we go upon that which we know of him, and what the scholars and the Kibar have said regarding him. But what do they say? That the ones around him, and this is a very evil, evil statement. That if somebody becomes old, or if somebody can be affected regarding those around him, that means you are basically cutting off the people from the kibar. That's the natija, that's what you want to get to. You want to cut off people returning to those Allah has given the ability to mayiz al-khabith, mean what that is, which is haq and batin. You want to cut that off. What's the natija? What's left? What is left is, then we go to the juhula. We go to the ignorant ones. Then we speak, the young speak regarding these masa'il. And this statement which I'm going to say to you now, you'll be amazed. Because it even happened in the time of the Salaf. The same shubha. Abdullah ibn Mus'ab, rahimullah ta'ala, he said, Amir al-Mu'mineen al-Mahdi, he said to me, he was questioning, Ya Abu Bakr, ما تقول في من ينقص أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. What do you say about the one who ridicules and belittles the companions of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم? He's testing him. So listen to what his jawab was. زنادقة. قلت زنادقة. Whoever belittles the companions of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم is a heretic. Then he said, ما أسمعت أحد قال هذا من قبل. I haven't heard anyone say what you are saying. But the one that belittles the companions, then there's an article. I haven't heard this. And then he said, فَقُلْتُ هُمْ أَرَادُوا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ بِالنَّقْسِ فَلَمْ يَجِدُوا أَحَدٍ مِنَ الْعُمَّةِ يُتَابِعُهُمْ عَلَى ذَلِكِ He said, what they really intend is, is to belittle the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. And what he called to. So this is what they are intending. This is what he's saying. And then they spread this. فَكَأَنَّهُمْ And then he says, so as if of those, what they are trying to say is when you belittle the companions and say that they are evil, you're saying, قَالُوا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ يَسْحَبُحُوا سَحَبَةُ السُّوءِ The Messenger of Allah, he accompanies evil companions. وَمَا أَخْبَرُ بِالرَّجُلِ And what a wretched individual that is. And يَسْحَبُحُوا سَحَبَةُ السُّوءِ That he will have... The companions that he takes, companions, evil companions. Well, reflect upon this narration, Ikhwa. Well, it's happening today. So, criticizing the companions is in actuality criticizing who? The Messenger. So, this is a tariqah they use. And then they'll move on to that and say that, well, he must also be wretched if he's accompanying such individuals. And then the Amir, he said to him, Amir Mu'mineen, he said to him, I do not see except what you said, meaning it is the haq. This 
having evil companions. That's exactly what's happening today. So yes, Sheikh Rabi used to be upon the haq, and we applaud him for the, the effort and the defa' of the sunnah that he's done over the years. But unfortunately, right about now, when he's become old in age and the, in, and the kibr that he has by way of his age, we can't accept that now. So now everything that he says and then he brings for these individuals is rejected. Why? Because the companions around him are no good. They've affected him. Wallahi. Just as they did all these years ago. And this is what I say. If there's anything in my statement that you have shak in, that you're saying Abu Dris is bringing something from his own jabe, it's incorrect, then I say as Sheikh Rabbi said, We'll bring you the books of the Salaf and the Iqwal of the Salaf and then we'll measure it. We'll measure it according to their statements. We'll measure it according to the way of the Salaf, who's right and who is wrong. So Alhamdulillah, Fahimtum. So this new, this, this fitna which they're saying, Bata'ana to sue these evil companions, it's not something of today. It happened before and they're following in that way. And they're only intending. When you criticize the students, the only ones that you attend is their sheikhs. Now we'll move on to some more narrations. Remember, Ikhwah, and this is perhaps one of my most favorite statements that I love to quote because it's so true. Su'ila Hamdud al Qasar, Rahimallah ta'ala, Mabalu kalam salaf, anfa'u min kalamina. It was questioned, Hamud al Qasar, Rahimallah ta'ala, why is it that the kalam of the salaf it is more beneficial than our statement. And this is what we try to do. Bring the kalam of the salaf. The more kalam of the salaf that we will bring, the more stronger we will be. Because they are upon a manhaj, which is salim and qawi. And haq. So the more you busy yourself with these kind of things, the more stronger you will be. We leave no room for our afkar and ra'i. We'll bring you the salaf. Why is their statement and the salam statement more beneficial than the, our statement? And then listen to what he said. قال لأنهم تكلموا لعزل الإسلام Because they spoke to bring honor to Islam. وعزة الرحمن And to bring honor to الرحمن ونحن And as for us نتكلم لعزل النفوس We only speak to bring honor to ourselves. This is the farq. We bring honor, we speak to bring honor to ourselves. dunya, And seeking the dunya. So when we speak and what we say, especially the affairs of deen, we're doing it for the dunya. Some maslaha of the dunya. Something that we can benefit towards the dunya by rank or by position. Or to bring ourselves honor, to turn the heads of people in gatherings. Or, which is a fitna which many of us are facing, and we see today this fitna of social media. So, when you speak, you're speaking for the izzah of your YouTube account. When you're speaking, you're speaking the izzah to bring izzah to your Twitter account. Musiba. 
When that becomes your intention, then wallahi, you will never be successful. It's only temporary. And then the last one is to please the people. So you're speaking now, whatever you speak and your intent is of these three things. Anyone who hears this and he's smart will say, I will just focus. Check yourself. When you're speaking, whatever action you're doing, whatever efforts you're doing, you put yourself on the mizan. Is this to bring izzah to Islam? Is this to bring izzah to sunnah? Is this bringing izzah now, alhamdulillah, to Allah and his religion? Or maybe a bit of corruption of intention has come and there's some other. Wallah, check yourself. And this advice goes to me first. Because very easily people are falling into that, that insincerity which they don't even realize. And making these particular things more important. Ikhlas Ikhwa is something that is so important that many are heedless and forgetfulness. They don't know that it is Ikhlas that is going to give you the tawfiq. I'll bring you some narrations regarding the importance of the Salaf regarding this. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimullah ta'ala, he says, لا يجتمع الإخلاص في قلب ومحبة المدح والثناء He said that Ikhlas will not come together in a heart, a heart that wants sincerity, but at the same time, he loves to be praised. It don't go together. Ikhlas and wanting to be praised, having love to be praised, it don't go together with ikhlas. And having that yearning for what the people have, position, money, or wealth, whatever it will be, if you're yearning of what the people have, you nafi ikhlas. If you're yearning and that becomes your most important goal, that, that doesn't come in the heart. Ikhlas and that don't go together. Just like, and listen to the example he gave. Just as water doesn't come together with fire. Water and fire can't come together. So ikhlas doesn't come together with the things that are mentioned here. Loving fame, wanting to be spoken, wanting to be attributed as a sheikh. Wanting to know this, wanting your voice to be heard. Subhanallah. I remember when our brothers, when our Mashaikh called them Mashaikh, when that lockup was given to our brothers. And I've heard it with my own I've heard it with my own I've heard Sheikh Ubay many times referred to as Ya Sheikh Abba Hakim, Sheikh Abu Khadija. I've heard this. Not that we call to this, well our titles don't don't la It's not important. And I speak on behalf of my brothers. But it's an example that I want to give you just to see what we're facing today. When this was said about them and the Kalam leaked, huh, Sheikh? And they've been in the West for 20 years or 25 years calling to the Haq. And we know that people are saying, oh, we keep on hearing this um, broken record. But listen to the example I'm trying to give. Abu Hakim, our brother who's been away, who I've heard Mashaikh refer to as Mashaikh. Not that it is important, wallah, and I repeat again. But the irony, the ironic thing is what I want to talk about, is that when that was said about them, 
25 years of giving dawah, studied with mashaykh. Mashaykh calling the mashaykh was a problem. And then we have the likes now of individuals that have been in Medina for four months or five months. Sheikh Fulan Fulan. That's okay. You've been in Medina for four months or five months. Or even let's say even if you're there for a year. You're a sheikh now and you feel comfortable with that. Umaysan, who is a graduate from Medina, when he went back, was called sheikh. And I didn't have a problem with that. But as soon as those individuals that are attributed to that, and wallahi, like I said, these lockups and these titles don't benefit us. What benefits us is our alaka with Allah. How are we with Allah? Are we upon the haq? Is Allah pleased? Are we upon the methodology of the Salaf is what's more important and beloved to us. But I just wanted to mention, look at what we are facing today. And remember, this thing about ikhlas and being sincere, it's a very, very fine line. And wallahi, the Salaf talked about it and they struggled with it. And subhanallah, what about us? How will we all be? Listen to this little uh, point of benefit I wanted to mention. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned in the hadith. He said, Man tawada'a lillah azza wa jal yarfa'u Allah azza wa jal. Or in another narration he mentions, Man tawada liyarfa'u Allah azza wa jal. Man tawada ahadun lillah afwan. Man tawada there is not anyone that humbles himself for the sake of Allah except that Allah will raise his rank. So I'll repeat, because I, uh, I mentioned it wrong at the beginning. Whoever humbles himself for the sake of Allah, Allah will raise him. Listen to what Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned about this hadith. To show you, subhanAllah, look at the, look at the dikkah of fahm. Regarding this, Allah Ta'ala Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah Faqal Falaw Tawada'a Liyarfa'u Allahu Azza wa Jal Lam Yakun Mutawadi'an Whoever Humbles himself Because he wants to be what? Raised So let's say An individual comes across his hadith And he wants to act upon it Khalas, I'm going to be humble Because humble is from the good characteristics But what creeps him he said, I'm going to start being humble now. So you find that in his actions and his way, he's humbling himself. But his intention has now fallen into what? If I do this, I'll be raised. So now this has become his intention. Just wants to be raised. Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah says, if he falls into that, even though he may be doing the actions of someone who is humble, yunafi at-tawadu. He opposes humbleness. Because his intention is just to be raised. La ilaha illallah. Look at that. So even utilizing something from the sunnah and your intention becomes corrupted, la yanfa'ak. It won't benefit you. So it is something that we need to focus on, ikhwa, and be humble. Now I mentioned some narrations regarding the younger ones. Take time. The younger ones who have just started in knowledge, take time and know that they are individuals that preceded you. Take time and know that they are elders in this deen. 
and Abi Hazim rahimallahu ta'ala he said قال لا تكون عالما حتى يكون فيك ثلاثة خصال that you will not become an alim up until there are three traits three characteristics that you possess number one لا تبغي على من فوقك do not have this bugd this hatred for the one who's above you meaning in ilm those who have preceded you in knowledge don't have that hatred in your heart towards them and the one who is lesser than you in knowledge don't belittle him look at today look at some that we see today that they may have been blessed with a little bit of Arabic or they may have been blessed with memorizing the Quran or portions of the Quran that we are just yesterday witnessing all we keep on hearing is that go and learn the Quran speaking to someone who's old enough to be um, your father if you've got Quran remember that you came from only a mere um, semen and look where you came out from it is Allah that gave you what, what he gave you and it is Allah that can take it away from you if Allah has blessed you with something then humble yourself look not my words not my words look what they said that you will not become somebody who is an alim a person of knowledge respect that people look to up until you stop disliking those who are more knowledgeable than you that's not from the trait of an alim of a person who is sincere a person of the sunnah you don't belittle the ones who are lesser than you in knowledge so you may have no knowledge but then you stop belittling the younger ones that is not the way of an alim number one that you don't utilize this knowledge that you have to gain things from the dunya. Wallahi, it's as if although this was being written for individuals today. Look what he said. Number one, that you don't have hatred for those who preceded you or those who are above you in knowledge. You don't look down at somebody that is less than you in knowledge. And at the same time, you don't utilize what Allah has given you by way of qala Allah wa qala Rasul. To bring in man or to gain position. Wallahi, adars for me. Wallahi, adars for me. It's something that we should read and look at these things and wallahi, reflect. Some more narrations, alhamdulillah. Ibrahim ibn Adham. To show you regarding the sigar, those who have just started in their knowledge. Once they become boastful and start speaking, listen to what the Salaf, they said about them. Ibrahim ibn Adam, he said, He said, if we would see youth starting to speak in gatherings, if we saw this and we witnessed this, then we would lose hope of any good for this person. Because it's not from the way of the Shabab and the Sigar. As we have many narrations, Ibn Mas'ud mentions, Abdullah ibn Mubarak mentions that this Ummah will not cease to remain upon good while they take from the Kibar. And once they start taking from the Sigar, they will be destroyed. Even though Ahl al-Ilm say that this can mean Ahl al-Bidah, 
And sometimes it mentions Ahdath al-Asnan, those young in age. But look, it's not a, it's not a good trait. When you have ulama that Allah has commanded us to go back to and take to, when you think that your ra'i, your opinion, or what you have reached in the little time that you think that you are seeking knowledge is now sufficing you. That you think that their kal- your kalam can be put aside their kalam. Or you know better. Allah, it's dangerous. Allah, it's dangerous. And only Allah knows that he dies in Allah's hands. But from what we have seen, we can speak by way of what we have witnessed. Many that we saw adapt this methodology. Wallahi, today that you will find that they are dhal, mudhil. They have gone. Illa man rahimullah. There has been many that we have seen that took this path and went astray. Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimullah ta'ala, he mentions, Man hadatha qabla an yahtaj dhal. Whoever starts to speak before it is necessary, before it's time, bima'ana kathalika, dhal, he'll be humiliated, he'll be debased. Wallahi, it is better, and I always mention this, the more you speak what comes out of your tongue, and especially when you attribute it to Allah's deen, there's a lot to answer for. It is a lot to answer for. When you become amazed with what you're saying, and then you're speaking about Allah's religion, and then you are spreading certain facade and fitna, and attributing it to the haqq, and you're calling to that, Wallahi, do you really feel comfortable talking about that? Billah alayk, you feel comfortable just easily speaking of the affairs of fitan when there are individuals far, far more knowledgeable than you to deal with this situation. And they themselves are hesitant to speak about such affairs and you speak about these affairs so easy. Wallahi ikhwa, it is something to reflect upon. So inshallah, we'll round up because I'm thinking... Our brother Abu Hakim is here, but I'll round up inshallah on a few narrations. Be humble is the way forward. Shaykh Uthayameen, rahimullah ta'ala, regarding that hadith that whoever humbles himself, for Allah's sake he will be raised, he said that whoever, فَمَنْ تَوَادَعَ لِلَّهِ رَفَعَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجِلْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Whoever humbles himself sincerely, not to wanting the intent to be raised sincerely, then indeed Allah will raise him in this life and the hereafter. And he said, this is an affair which is witnessed. Right? And then he went on to mention that if an individual is sincere and humble for the sake of Allah, he will have that he will be raised in ranks with the people. وَذِكْرُ Hassan. And then they were mentioning him of good. And the people will love him. Allah Azza wa Jal will put that in the hearts for the people to have love for certain individuals. And the awliya of Allah, the truthful people of Allah Azza wa Jal, they are known. And they are loved by Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So in conclusion, we'll leave you from some solid statements that we are all aware of. The solid foundation statements of our manhaj, the manhaj of the salaf, I'll bring you the statement of Uzai. Rahimullah ta'ala, alayka bi athar man salaf. That is upon you 
the athar of those who proceeded before you, the athar of the salaf, it's upon you to cling on to this. And even if the people will reject and oppose you, stick to the way of the salaf. And be aware of the opinions of man, even if they beautify their statement. Upon you is the way of the salaf. Fudayl ibn Iyad, likewise, Imam Shatibi mentioned this in the Ittisam. He said, Ittibatulukalhuda, follow the path of guidance. And I say this to my brothers, Wallahi, we never, never get tired of these statements, even though you've heard it, memorize them. But Wallahi, when you reflect upon what's taking place outside and today, how beloved these statements are to us. Follow the path of guidance that has come to us. Right? And do not, and you will not be harmed by the few that embark upon this path. And be aware from the deviated paths. And do not be deceived by the amount who are upon this path. Those who are destroyed, those who are upon Dalala, and there are plentiful, don't be deceived by their numbers. This is what we have the Athar of the Salaf. The Athar of the Salaf, Alhamdulillah, gave victory to those before us. And Alhamdulillah, bi-idhnillah, with tawfiq of Allah, with dua, with sincerity, likewise, it will give us tawfiq. And finally, Alhamdulillah, I mentioned this statement, Alhamdulillah, when me and my brother was in Canada, and I'll mention it once again and end it with this, of the, the greatness of this statement of Hassan al-Basri, and what a beloved statement it is, and if we only reflected and acted upon it, how much tawfiq would come to us. Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, اعلموا رحمكم الله أن الأحل السنة كانوا أقل الناس فيما مضى Know, may Allah Azza wa Jal have mercy upon you that أحل السنة were few in number before you. The people of truth, the people of qawaid, the people of taking their affairs back to the ulama, they were few. And then he said, وَهُمْ أَقَلَّ النَّاسِ فِيمَا بَقِي And they will be few in number. The time that remains, they will also be few in number. And then listen to the description that he gave regarding them. Two of these Ahlul Sunnah, how are they? They are the people that when Ahl Ittiraf, these wretched ones, these individuals that when they cause confusion and mashakil and problematic individuals, once they start to do this and they are wretched and they start their wretchedness, they don't follow them. They don't go with them. And they do not swave away with the people of innovation, when the people of innovation start the innovation and the newly invented matters, they don't go with them. But what did he say regarding them? He said, وَلَكِنْ sabaru ala sunnatihim." But they remain patient upon their sunnah. Their sunnah meaning the way of the salaf. Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah. Ahl al-athar. They stay firm and remain patient upon the qawaid and the principles. They remain patient upon that. حَتَّى لَقُوا رَبَّهُمْ Up until they meet Allah Azza wa Jal 
in that state. Up until they meet their Lord in that state. And his wasiyah that he said, he said, فَكَذَلِكَ كُونُوا إِنشَ So you likewise be the same. Inshallah. So we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal, He blesses us to be from the people of the Sunnah. That we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal blesses us to be upon those individuals, upon the methodology of the Salaf. And when these Ahlul Ittiraf start their stupidness, as we would say, we don't follow them in that way. And when they start to try to mix the truth with some kalam that may resemble the truth, Alhamdulillah, we pray that Allah gives us the tawfiq to go back to Ahlul Ilm. We pray to Allah Azza wa Jal that He makes us humble and sincere enough to leave it to the kibar of ulama to deal with this and then we take their nasiha, we take their clarification and we don't have no problem taking our affairs back to Ahlul Ilm, Ar-Rabbaniyoon to clarify and we accept the haq and then we seek refuge in Allah from this disease of the heart of wanting shuhra, wanting to be known Wanting your name to be heard. Wanting to be out there. Wanting the heads to be turned towards you. Flee from that, my brother. Wallahi, it will break your back. Once you start this anania, once you start this ana, and I, and I see to be, and I will have a talk, and I did this, and this anania, wallahi, will destroy your back. Flee from it. It's better that you are not known, but you are a soldier of Allah. You are a soldier of the Sunnah. And Allah is pleased with you. And you have muwafaqa to the haqq. Wallah is more beloved, my brother and my sister, than someone who just wants to be known. And your name is out there. A kathratul kalam. Because the more you speak, the more you'll have to answer for. So take heed, my brother. And nasiya to myself. Those of you that are listening, it's not an attack on anybody. But wallahi, adin al nasiha. To myself first, and to my brother and my sister that is listening, humble yourself. But when you humble yourself, as Shaykh Sami bin Taymiyyah said, humble yourself with truthfulness and ikhlas. And we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal makes us from them. Ameen. Aquli qawli hadha. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Astaghfiruhu innahu wal ghafur rahim. Barakallahu feekum.